I'm here with uh, Captain Guy Gruders. He's uh, served in Vietnam and was a prisoner of war for five years. Yes, uh-huh. And you have a, a great story of faith. And first, I want to hear a little bit of your background growing up. You grew up in North Jersey. You grew up in a Catholic home? Yes, I did. Uh -huh. I was a cradle Catholic. I went to parochial school for five years, third uh -huh. grade through eighth grade. Yeah. And your father served in the military? My father served in World War II from North Africa all the way through Italy, two and a half years, all the way through France, Germany, for the whole war, really. Right. And were you drafted into the Army for Vietnam? No, I went to the Air Force Academy. Okay. I was accepted there. I was commissioned in 64 and became a, you know, became a, I went to a master's degree in Purdue mm. in astronautical engineering. Mm. And then I went to pilot training and then went from there to fighter gunnery school and the F-100 fighter. Ah, the F-100. Uh-huh. Is that with the big intake on yeah, the front? Yeah, okay, in the front. Wow. <laughs> the first supersonic, you know, Century Series fighter, oh, the wow. F-100, yeah. Did you know Chuck Yeager by any chance? <laughs> no. Did you ever meet him? No. <laughs> okay. Well, what happened? You're serving in Vietnam, and how were you captured? Or, well, um, I had, uh, I was shot down twice. The second time, first time I was rescued by the very brave man of the combat search and rescue, okay? The second time I was captured after, uh, because when where we were, we were hit uh, by a big artillery shell just behind the cockpit there. I was flying with an instructor in the front. I was in the back. The shell hit just behind me, knocked out hydraulics, flipped us over and into the ground at 1,500 feet. Wow. So I had to eject into the ground, which was interesting. But I got a shoot. Then the, the, you know, the gongs went out all over this farm valley in North Vietnam. Mm -hmm. All the people came out of the villages to catch us. But you, okay. you, inject, you ejected before you crashed, right? Or, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the plane, of course, went into the ground and exploded. Uh -huh. But we got out before uh -huh. it did. Okay. You know, it just uh -huh. very quick. Okay. Had to be real quick. So coming down there, firing at us with, you know, AK-47s and so on, but they missed, which I couldn't believe they missed. And I managed to get to a little patch of woods and I evaded for 45 minutes before a couple of soldiers came up to me with a couple AK-47s and they found me in my hiding place. And pretty soon it was 10 guys there and they stripped me down, tied my hands behind my back and my uh, feet together with a rope. So you're, that's called shackling. So you can just shuffle along, okay? So I have no clothes, no weapons, no nothing, and I'm going along like that. I have a, a ring on my finger, an academy ring, and they try to get it off, but I'm afraid of it coming off because I'm a, it's tight. I'm afraid it's going to strip my finger. I'd been in a hospital mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks from the first shoot down. The doctors told me, don't get cut over here. They have these infections, and we can't do a thing with them. They just kill people. We don't even know what you know how to handle mm -hmm. them. So I didn't want him to do that, so I kept my fist like that mm -hmm. and kept pulling on it. Finally, I moved it around in my front trying to lick it, you know, is what I'm trying to mm -hmm. do, so it can help him get it off. But when I do it, I say, hey, come on, let me get it licked. You know, mm -hmm. when I do, the guy hits me in the side of the head with a rifle butt, stuns me, knocks me to the ground, they start kicking me and beat me with rifles and so on. After I figured, I remember thinking during that time, well, this is what it feels like to be beat to death. You know, I'd been mm -hmm. a boxer, I'd been in judo. I'm taking really bad hits, you know, and I can tell the body can't take these hits for long, right? But they stopped. I don't know on whose orders or whatever, but there's a little, there's an officer that's uh, running this squad of about 12 guys. A little while after that, as I'm walking along again, they try to get this thing off my finger. I'm still holding my fist mm -hmm. tight. 
but then I hear a shout behind me and a guy has grabbed the uh, knife, a hand of the, another guy with a knife in it. He's going to cut off my finger, cut off my hand to get that ring. That's tremendous wealth to him. A hundred dollars worth of gold is just mm -hmm. an unlimited amount of wealth to these people. So I figured, well, the least thing I can do is just let them take the skin. That's better than a stupid finger, yeah. you know, cut off. So I left. So they took the ring off. That was okay. A little while after that, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of peasants start running from all directions with machetes screaming like crazy. Now, we'd seen a number of pilots get killed this way. You know, they surround them, come in on them, and just hack them to pieces with these machetes, which is their standard garden tool. In the whole world, the machete is a standard garden tool because it's perfectly versatile. You can do anything with it. So they all have them, and they only cost a buck or two a piece, you know. So they all have them, they're coming in, and they're going to cut me to pieces, right? So this guard forms a ring around me and he says it's Vietnamese but I've been through marine bayonet training and they use the marine uh, manuals translated in Vietnamese unsheath bayonets so they take their bayonets out fix bayonets on their AK-47s mm -hmm. form a circle around the prisoner or whatever I didn't, this is all Vietnamese because they form a circle around me some of them are touching me that's how tight they are mm -hmm. to me then lower bayonets and then I get the bayonets pointing at the crowd right mm -hmm. the crowd is still coming in screaming so then he shouted something, which I believe was, my next command is fire, because they all came to a halt. Yeah. And then he yelled another command, and they opened a hole in the circle. Yeah. And we went through there for a couple hours to a thing, and captivity began that way. Did you, I noticed uh, you were at Mass this morning. I saw you praying the rosary after. Did you have a devotion to the rosary? I, I learned a devotion to the rosary in prison camp. Okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't have a devotion. I didn't even know I didn't even know the mysteries of the rosary in prison camp. But I knew that it was 150 Hail Marys and an hour father each tent. Yeah. When I got into terrible hatred, you know, of the enemy, uh -huh. which developed over those first six months, I, I started getting suicidal thoughts. Mm. And as a result, uh, I tried to uh, my mo my mother and my aunt were going to daily mass and saying a rosary for me. There was no word for me that I was alive mm -hmm. or dead. They were going to daily mass, and I think that because of that, God gave me the grace to see that the hatred was a problem. Mm -hmm. That's why I was getting these voices telling me to mm -hmm. stop eating, which is obviously yeah. suicide, right? I knew suicide wasn't wrong because of the nuns at the Catholic school. They said, you never commit suicide. That's just right. giving up, quitting coward yeah you don't yeah, ever do that yeah. you know so i knew that i was wondering why these voices you know i'm just fighting uh -huh. but then because of their prayer i'm sure i had the grace to see you know you're blind to your sin hatred is the worst sin right so i'm blind to it yeah. but because of their prayer i saw oh it's a hatred god is love satan yeah. is hate you know yeah. so i'll stop hating you know i was strong 25 years old so i'll try to but i couldn't stop hating mm -hmm. he had me at least depressed you know satan yeah. had me at least depressed with this terrible terrible horrible hatred Okay. So as a, as a result, I said, well, I don't know what to do. I can't stop the hatred. And the voices are stronger and stronger. So I get on my knees. I pray to Jesus. And I pray that 150 Hail Marys mm -hmm. and, and the 15-hour fathers in between. And I do that, you know, hours a day. And after three months, I apparently know progress but after three months i could think in my mind for the first time just in my mind not on my mouth lord forgive him when i first started this i remember thinking saying you know to the lord i say lord you mean i have to forgive these people that's impossible 
but it was dead silent. So I said, holy heck, I have to forgive him. But I couldn't do it on my own. But when I prayed to Jesus, I could. Because after three months, I could at least form those words in my mind. I didn't mean them. It was a lie, but I, that was tremendous progress yeah. for me. Three months more of prayer, and I really meant it. I was praying for him. In the last three and a half years of prison camp, I was in great peace and joy because I really was praying for my enemies on a daily basis, big time. They're your kids, Lord. I understand we're all the same. You want us all in heaven, you know, and all this kind of, that's how I was praying, okay? You actually had but, peace and joy. In peace and joy. The greatest peace and joy I ever had in my life because I'm praying, you know, four or five <laughs> hours a day. You know, I'm right with God. Also, he gave me his, you know, through the the uh, insect world and everything like that. He, and because of interrogations, he, he, he let me handle interrogations on the label. You know, I mean, I got through interrogations, not, not because of me, but because of the way he got me through them. And that's okay? torture. And yeah, torture. He got me through these things. And I'll give you a couple of those stories. But the basic idea is, is that I understood after about a year, year and a half there, that unlike, I, th I thought when I first was shot down, I asked myself the question, I wonder if God's up here. And I answered my question to me. I said, no, you couldn't expect him to be up here. It's too filthy, too evil, too rotten, yeah. too dirty. It's horrible. Yeah. You can't expect God to be here, mm -hmm. which was exactly the reverse of the truth, okay? Right. Of course he was right with me, but you know, yeah. you don't, you don't yeah. realize that, you know? But after a year, I knew, holy mackerel, he is infinite. There is no coincidence. You know, just studying the ants and the spiders, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so I knew that he was there and I knew he was with me. And I also understood that this is no kidding infinity. Okay. Mm. No kidding infinity. Mm. Like if he wanted to, with a single thought, he could cure every s disease and sickness in the world like that right okay he really is infinite okay yeah. so i understood that so i understood at the end of about a year a year year and a half that it looked like we we're going to be up there forever okay i knew that if he wanted to he could get us out of there the next day and you're you way know. in north vietnam Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in six different prison camps, you know, okay. over those years, okay? Oh, yeah. But I'm saying that he, I knew that he could end the war. He can have us exchange. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that his power is truly infinite, okay? So I knew that he could have us out of there the next day. Yeah. I knew that he could let us live up there, you know, and die up there, which is what it looked like. That's what it looked like. Not five years. It looked like a lifetime, okay? Mm -hmm. So basically... I knew that. I knew that. And I knew anywhere in between. He could do whatever he wanted. I mean, by that time, I understood he is infinite and that's no kidding. Okay. So I knew that if he left me up there or he got me back or anything in between, it was best not only for me, but for Sandy, who I had left with two little children right. and the children and everybody else in the world, and it was the same way with everybody else up there, yeah. I understood that he is perfectly running this world. And okay. you learned that from the insects. And I learned that from the insects, from how, a prison camp. How did that work? <laughs> because of his power. I uh -huh. saw his power. You know, as an, as an example, when I first realized he was really powerful at one of the interrogations, the interrogator started out and said, you should be thankful to the government for your food. We give you food, we keep you alive, and so on. Now, actually, we're under starvation for the first, you know, we're under hunger pains for the first year and a half. We go from a 200 down to 120 pounds, you know, after mm -hmm. that first uh, year and a half. 
on a, you know, two little loaves of bread a day with water, a little loaf mm -hmm. of bread and water and so on. Okay. So, you know, but that's better than dying because yeah. you can die in a couple months, you know, without yeah. food. So, so he's saying you should appreciate the government giving you food. This is an interrogator, you know, stuff like that. I, 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 I thank God for my food. You know, the government doesn't have any food. You know, God gives me food. He said, no, 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 no. Government God. Government's God. No God. No God. Mm. Okay. I said, no. God is the one that makes the food. He yeah. has the sun. He yeah. has the dirt. He has the people raise it. He has the rain. He has mm. everything. He makes the food. God's food. Mm. Then the government takes it from people that grow it and gives it to it, which is fine. But it's God's food. So I thank God. Okay. Mm. So this goes back and forth for about 10 or 15 minutes. Now I'm trying to be, I'm, this, I'm really trying to convert this guy because when I realized that he was infinitely powerful, I said, this is great. I'm an honest guy. Everybody knows I'm, I'm going to just tell everybody this God, he really hides. I mean, he's so powerful. It's unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> All this stuff about, you know, me, he does this, just this or that or whatever. It's just a joke. He's running this world. There's no coincidence. Okay. So I knew that. So I'm going to say, I want to tell everybody. I mean, that way everybody be obeying the Ten Commandments. We'll have hunky-dory times here. No more war. Everybody be good, you know? So I figure I'll start on this guy, this interrogator, okay? He's not listening. I'm not a priest. I'm not a minister. Yeah. I have no pers general persuasion. I don't, you know, get that. You know, I'm a fighter pilot. You know, you disagree with me, I'll put 20 millimeter cannonballs through your body. Okay. So, but I honestly, I didn't have the gentle persuasion. I didn't get it. I just couldn't believe that the guy wouldn't listen to me, that it's God that creates food. You know, I say, yeah. you know, how can you say that your government, your government never made a seed? Okay. Every single piece of food comes from a seed, either in the plant itself or through an animal that eats it. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's all God's food. How can you talk like that? You know, and so on. But he wouldn't listen. So I finally say, listen, I understand that you got to torture us. Okay? Like you killed Cy John. You kill us and hurt us all the time. Okay? I understand you're under orders and you got to do that. But here's what's going to happen. When you die and you're going to die, and the government, and keep talking about the Politburo, the Politburo is not going to be there. No Communist Party, okay? It's going to be you and Jesus Christ across the table. And all these people you killed and tortured are going to be on a table. Now, I know you're under orders, okay? But I'm telling you that when this war is over, if it ever is or whatever, before you die, you better talk to God and say you're sorry. Or else you're really going to go to hell and burn forever. That's what's mm -hmm. going to happen. And he went absolutely nuts. Five guards come in and they bring me out to the hot box to, you know, a, a torture cell. And he's screaming at the top of his lungs. You will have nothing. Nothing. You will have nothing without the government. Nothing without the government. Nothing without the government. Okay? Just like the Soviet Union, you know. We are going to bury you with economic goods. We have Soviet, you, you know, you're... Mm -hmm. God-based capitalism is not going to, you know, we, you can't fight us, you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Same exact, this is their fanatic idiocy, okay? Mm -hmm. So basically, he's saying all this stuff. These guys take me out, and I'm stepping in the hot box. Now, remember, I'm going to have nothing in the hot box, right? And as I'm stepping in it, one of these guards, which never happened before since, picks up a piece of stiff cardboard. It's, you know, August, 11 o'clock in the morning. It's in the tropics. It's really hot in that hot box, okay? He picks up this piece of cardboard, makes a fanning motion with it, and gives it to me. Now I got a fan in the hot box. I'm going to have nothing. Now I got a fan. Mm -hmm. So I get in the hot box. They close the hatch on me. I'm on my knees. I don't care about the fan. What I really cared about was all I had was God, 
And I figured God had to be mad at me for screwing this guy up by not keeping my, not keeping patient with right, him. Right. Okay, getting upset, you know. Yeah. And now the guy will probably never listen to another Christian in his life. See what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. I was afraid that I probably I'm trying to save his soul. I probably screwed his soul up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was really thinking. So when God gave me that fan, it was like. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it, that's all I cared about was God. I didn't care about anything else. Just having him. So I'm praying here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Mary. You know, just over and over and over again on my knees in the hot box. Fans on the ground. I don't care. I'm pouring sweat and so on. Yeah. This goes on about five minutes. Just thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. That's all I'm saying. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Mary. Over and over. Tremendous. The greatest warmth. Just my chest is bursting with joy. Tremendous joy in the hot box, okay? Mm-hmm. Bursting with joy in that hot box. And I'm smiling. I'm, I'm just so happy that I have God, see? Okay. So I hear thunder in the distance. Within half an hour, a thunderstorm comes over that camp and cools that hot box off. They, and now it's no longer torture. You know, it can kill you out there. But with it, when it's raining on it, it doesn't, it doesn't mm-hmm. serve its... Yeah. Tortures. So they take me out, put me in, and put me on my knees, and you know other tortures, but nothing like that hot box. Mm. We saved me from the hot box. Okay. Mm. The other thing that was really bad was meeting a delegation from Europe or the United States. This makes you a traitor. Now, how would you like to be a traitor to the Catholic Church or the United mm. States or anything? How would you like to be a traitor, Father? Mm. How would that be? Huh? Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the way we all felt too. Yeah. But they torture you into memorizing questions and answers that the delegations, who are all liberal delegations from Europe mostly, but also some from the United States that are favorable to North Vietnam, mm-hmm. they'd come over there and they'd want to talk to a POW. Okay, we can we talk to a POW? So they'd give them five questions to ask, and then they'd torture the POW for the five communist answers to that those questions. Mm-hmm. All right. So the liberal groups know what they were doing because they're only allowed to ask those five questions. You see that? Okay, but they did it. They did it every time. Then the POWs who were tortured horribly to memorize those answers, okay? They go in there and they answer those questions. Okay, so once they go after you, they generally get you. It just depends on how long you're gonna be tortured before you give in, right? Mm -hmm. So now it's my time to have that happen, right? So the first thing they do is they have you read on the loudspeaker. The loudspeaker for the camp loudspeaker, the news of the war, which is like 10 minutes a day, whatever. They read the headlines of how the, the North Vietnamese are beating us, you know, in every way in South Vietnam, okay, which was a total lie, completely opposite. But, you know, communist propaganda mm-hmm. is like that. It's all lies, all right? They can't tell the truth because they are, their master is a father of all lies. No mm-hmm. kidding. It took me two years to realize. How come they only lie? Because they're addicted to lying. You know, lying is one of the Ten Commandments, right? You can get addicted to adultery. You can get addicted to murder. You know, you can get addicted to atheist, hating God. You can get addicted to anything. You can get addicted to lying, which I never even considered. Mm-hmm. They are. They can't tell the truth, okay? Mm. It's just amazing. When you see it, you say, "How? what is he doing? You know? Why is he saying that, you know, this is a hammer? Yeah. It's a piece of paper. It's not a hammer. Yeah. No, it's a hammer. Yeah. You see that and you say, what? Are they kidding? Yeah. 
All right, so that's that's how they are. You know, they're real liars. So anyway, so now it's my turn. So what they're going to do is they want me to start reading to the on the thing. Then after that, they have you work into the delegations, meet you. You know, where you're going to meet with the delegations and answer the questions. Okay. So, they the camp commander brings me. He says we're going to give you a chance to get a letter home now. Not been able to send it, wasn't able to send a letter home until after two and a half years when everybody was allowed to, you know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't send them home on our own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not unless anybody, everybody's allowed to. So he says, we're going to let you send a letter home to your family. Tell them you're alive, you know, and so on. All you have to do is read on the camp loudspeaker. I said, no, I don't want to do that. You know, no, you, you, you just read on the loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. No problem. Just read the news, you know, mm-hmm. on the loudspeaker. I said, no, no, I don't want to do that. They said, you must do It's my regulation. You know, you must obey camp regulations or you'll be punished. Punished is torture. Okay. Mm. They used punished. Yeah. They don't want to say tortured. So as soon as they say punished, so we're going to torture you otherwise. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I understand punish, you know, you go ahead you know, do Mm. what you want, you know, so on. So he says, you know, you can send a letter home. You Mm. don't. Yeah. I don't want to do that. You know, so on. So he says, take them away. So it puts me in the torture rooms. Okay. That's all day. So I come back in the end of the day and he brings me back. To him, the same camp commander. And he says, you still know you won't read on mm. loudspeaker. Said, no, no. Mm-hmm. Why not? You know, no treason, mm-hmm. no traitor. Read newspaper, newspaper yeah. on loudspeaker. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, no traitor, no treason, mm-hmm. no bad. So he goes through that same thing. He's through a translator, yeah. but he goes through that same thing. He gets progressively more outraged you know why not why why no treason no traitor why not okay you know stuff like i said i just don't want to you know so finally he really is it looks to me like he's sincere so i say tell him i don't want to disgrace my family so he translates that the guy looks at me he says take him back so i go back to the torture room right Mm -hmm. an hour later they come and get me and bring me back to my cell I come back to my cell and uh, Bob Craner, I'm in a cell with Bob Craner, who was my instructor when I was shut down. Bob Craner says, did you read on the last week? I said, no. Mm-hmm. He says, what happened? I said, I don't know. They put me back in torture when I refused, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And, and then they came and got me, put me back here. So we look at each other. We're both thinking the same thing. But he said, the war must be over because they never did that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it was him. I didn't have those ideas or those words. Those words yeah. were put, came out of when they came out of my mouth. I didn't even know what yeah. I was saying, you know. But yeah. see, family's a big deal over there. In the, I, I found out since, you know, I didn't know it at the time. Uh-huh. But family is a big deal over here. So when I said family was determining what yeah. I did, you know, yeah. they respected that. Yeah, they respected that. Now, you had, you had a very strong character. A great like human strength is. Was that a big role in your, I mean, isn't it unusual to survive five years in a POD? Yeah, yeah, it was. We had 15% survive, you know, but that's because of communist prison camps, Mm -hmm. okay? You know, the Stalag, you know, you read Gulag Mm -hmm. Archipelago, Mm -hmm. okay? You read the Gulag. I I didn't. Oh, you need to read Gulag. (laughs) You need to read about communist prison camps, okay? And those were good ones. They weren't, they didn't keep you isolated. They kept us isolated so they could work on us individually. Yeah. Okay. But they're brutal. They're brutal. Yeah, they kill all kinds of people. We had 3,550 aircrew shot down and not rescued over North mm-hmm. Vietnam. Out of the 3,551, 400 and 
97, 495, somewhere in there. It'd be less, less than, you know, less than 500 came back. That's less than one in seven. Yeah. About 15%, yeah. you know? Okay. But like, you feel like it was praying the rosary and your connection with God? Oh, that, yeah. 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 Oh, sure. Absolutely. What would no you doubt. tell somebody today? Because that's like the most horrible, unimaginable thing, you know, tortured, prisoner war camp. And, and like surviving today in the day-to-day -day and difficulties people encounter, things they have to overcome. What do you tell them today? About I tell them to do, you know, First Thessalonians chapter 5. Read it and believe it, okay? Mm -hmm. Rejoice constantly. Pray continually. You rejoice always. Pray continually. And everything give thanks for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Live the moment. Strive for recollection of the saints, okay? Which is joy, peace, and no distractions. Mm -hmm. No anxiety. No regrets. Mm -hmm. Forget it. You know, stay in a state of grace, have a horror of only one thing, breaking any one of the Ten Commandments. Okay, <laughs> right. don't do it. And uh, then relax. You uh, are on God's side and you can really convert the world. Okay, and you can, I tell the leaders in the, in the private business the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I say you can really convert the world. You can really convert the church mm -hmm. like St. Francis did right. with a smile. So the basic idea is, is what you really want to do. If you want to really change your world for the good, no talking, reserved. Don't, you know, lecture people. Don't do mm -hmm. that unless they ask you something like right. the saints say, you know, be reserved. Listen. Right. Listen, listen, listen. Humility is listening. You know, uh -huh. humility is not speaking. So you listen, but you smile at everybody. And that's under control. Mm -hmm. So you have no excuse. The whole idea is, is your guardian angel is right with you all the time, you know. And the trick is, don't let your guardian angel ever see you <laughs> without anything but a smile <laughs> on your face. From the time you wake up in the morning, remember, you're all by yourself mm -hmm. in that bed, but put that smile on, okay? Yeah. And don't take it off until you go to bed. Right. Now, yeah. if you do that, you can <laughs> conquer a, a continent like St. Francis did, yeah. and you can revise a church like yeah. St. Francis did. Yeah. We well, can do the same thing as a layperson. If you can just be joyful all the time yeah. and peaceful and not worry about anything, mm -hmm. you know, period. You, everybody around you will start asking you, what's wrong with you? Right. Okay? Right. How can you be like that yeah. in the middle of this world? Well, yeah. the world has always been like, there's always a fight of good versus evil in the world. That's never mm -hmm. going to change. It never has, never will. Okay? The trick is, is to do what God says. Let him run the world. And the, the, the best thing I thought was he said was, to explain that is where God's talking to the saint and he says, look, he says, my plan is perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. It can't be improved. Mm -hmm. You would do well to remember that. Yeah. Okay. So it was first Thessalonians uh, five in the particular verse or just the whole yeah, chapter? Yeah, 16 to 17. 16 to 17. First Thessalonians 16, 17. Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. And I, I remember when you were on Life on the Rock earlier, years ago, you talked about, I think it was like for entertainment, you would watch these insects battle each other, right? You guys would pit them against each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's something, 
happened watching that when you realized the providence or God's in control? Yeah. Was oh, that like yeah. a particular moment or something? Or? Well, first of all, just the incredible, the incredible miracles of nature. Okay? Yeah. But yeah, like as an example, you'd get frustrated. Remember, yeah. you see what you're supposed to be. Yeah. Remember, recollected, perfect peace, perfect joy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And no worries, no yeah. anxiety, no regrets. Yeah. So I'd get worried. I'd get yeah. worried or, you know, whatever. I'd be looking for entertainment. Oh, mm. wrong, wrong, wrong. You're not allowed. You know, you don't look for it. You don't mm. look for anything. You don't look for anything and God gives it to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Okay. So I'd be looking for the ant and spider fights over in my corner you know, where I'd put the food, right? Uh -huh. The ant and spider fights are better than any, you know, movie you ever uh -huh. saw. These are real fights. Because these are these are jungle insects. This is these are like <laughs> well, no, a lot of them are just regular, you know, good big ants and, uh -huh. and spiders killing them. And yeah. I, I mean, it's an infinite. There's all kinds of different spiders and there's uh -huh. all kinds of different ants. But generally, the ones that were over in a corner were the big ants, you know, the big black ants, and the spiders. And the spiders uh -huh. aren't as big as the ants. The uh -huh. Spider's not as big as the ant. I mean, he's almost as big, not as big. But you know, remember he, the the webs came down from the wall, like a forest. Mm -hmm. I put a piece of bread in the corner. Yeah. So after a while, the, the ant scouts would find it. And the spiders watched this for a few days. Yeah. And they figured, oh, he's got the ants coming over. That's, so they start building a crazy kind of web. The web is like individual strands coming from the walls down yeah. to the ground. Yeah. Okay. So basically, the ants have got to go through this forest of webs. <laughs> see? The spider is up there watching them. He's above them. He's above them. And he's, when they come in, the, 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 see, that it's sticky web. The ants, you know, they try not to get yeah. sticky, right? So the spider is above him, so he's ready to pounce on him. Yeah. Okay, comes down as web. He's waiting on him, so they get stuck. So he starts going down. The ant yeah. raises up, and that's you know he's yeah. fighting the spider yeah. with the thing. And most of the time, you know, eight, ten times out of eleven, whatever, yeah. he'll the ant will keep the spider off him and yeah. back out of the web, and he'll be okay. Yeah. Okay, but sometimes he'll get hung up on these webs. When he does, the spider comes down and puts other webs around him, yeah. gets them, yeah. wraps them. Ant's still alive has a different kind of web, like a rope to the spider, and he takes it over one of the top webs uh -huh. and jumps off that thing, and the ant comes up off the ground, and he ties the ant off the ground, then he sucks on that ant for about a week, <laughs> literally. And the ant is alive almost the whole time. <laughs> he sucks his food, his fluid out of the thing. Okay. Another time, you've got, you got, you got spiders all over the place, you got geckos all over the place, you got you know rats all over the place, you got all kinds of things all over the place. One of the interesting things is when you realize how smart, how incredible the ants are, you're just absolutely blown away, okay? Like as an example, here's a spider this big, right? And here's a spider half that size here. Yeah. So this is a little spider. And here's a little spider. Here's a little spider. Yeah. Here's a big spider. You squish them both. Yeah. Here comes the ant scouts. They find them. Yeah. They go back. Now you got the ant scouts coming under the door. You know, you got a line of ants, okay? And they split and go to each spider for food, you know, to bring back to yeah. their nest, right? Okay. At the fork, there's a spider. Two go here, one goes here. Yeah. The ant at the fork is allocating the troops, you know, the uh, food right, troops right. based on how much there is in yeah. each place. Okay. So you I were mean, impressed by the genius of God's creation. Oh. So you're saying it's, if God can do something so incredible with such uh, a small scale, he's a great, yeah. oh, incredible it's God. It's just infinite. Are you kidding me? <laughs> a spider? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. an ant talking to other people yeah. through their antennas yeah. and so yeah. on. How do they do that? You know, yeah. uh, uh, they have cowboy spiders that watch until a spider's mm -hmm. or until an ant's all by himself goes out and lassoes a spider, mm -hmm. pulls them out of line. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's one thing after the other. Okay, yeah. it's just infinite. Yeah. And when you see that, oh, then when you're looking, you know, you're looking for entertainment, you need it, you need it. You know, you're upset or something like that, right? You look over here for the ant and spider fights that I was talking about yeah. earlier. Yeah. They're not there. Mm. But mm. then you're relaxed, you're easy, you've been praying, you're okay, you're set, okay? Mm. You look over there, tremendous things going on. Yeah. And so everywhere, yeah. okay? You look through the... You look through the upper vent, there's an upper vent like that. Mm -hmm. There's trees out there, but most of the times you can't see the branches, mm -hmm. you know. You, you just love to see a, a leaf. There's no windows or anything. Yeah. So there's no books, there's no yeah. nothing in the cell, you know. So so you just love to see that tree sparkling in the sunlight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? That branch, the leaf, the right, leaf. Right. Just a leaf or two. Just yeah. a leaf. Okay. But when you're upset, mm -hmm. you can't see it. Mm. When you're relaxed, there it is. Yeah, yeah. It happens always like that. You say, holy crap. Yeah. He's in charge of absolutely everything. I mean, it was like that in a, a million ways. In the interrogations, it was the same way. You could say, he's in charge, man. He's and like the physical pain, you would offer that up? Or how did you handle that? You just, you know, the, the initially before I had God, I would just go through the pain with 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004. You know, for those first months, mm. you know, count up to 10,000, then start yeah, again. Yeah. You could take one second. I also learned yeah. how to live the moment. You know, yeah. that was another big thing. Yeah. Just you couldn't you couldn't face, you know, everything else. Yeah. You couldn't if you started thinking about how it was before you were captured or how it would be if you ever got yeah. out. Yeah. That way leads insanity and suicide. Yeah. You've got to be in the prison camp. Yeah. In the present moment. Right? In the yeah. present moment. Yeah. You've got to do it. No matter what the situation is, your mother or father or brother or child is dying of cancer, mm -hmm. you got to be there with the guy dying of cancer mm -hmm. and don't run from it. That's the instruction. In everything, give thanks for this yeah. is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You don't know what he's doing for somebody else with the cancer of your friend or yourself or anything yeah. else. He's running the world. Yeah. Do the best you can, but with joy, because yeah. he is in charge, honest, you know. And how do you pray today? Like, how would you describe your prayer? You pray the rosary? I start, yeah, I start I start with the, uh, I have about a uh, an hour of morning prayers. I like to pray a number of devotions, like as an example, the St. Bridget devotion, divine, you know, the 12-year mm -hmm. prayers. Because, you know, I've got seven kids, mm -hmm. you know, and I know that I completely understand mm -hmm. that he gave St. Bridget that devotion for mm -hmm. the for the peace of mind of parents forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where fourth, all four generations of your kids and grandkids, they all go to heaven. Plus, yeah. you don't have purgatory, which is a major deal. Yeah. You know, I've read all the purgatory books. There really is, you know, all this kind of <laughs> stuff. I mean, I've been in a, a kind of purgatory, but I, but believe me, the prison camps in communist countries are terrible, but they're nothing as bad as purgatory mm -hmm. is, okay? Mm -hmm. So I don't want to go to purgatory. So part of one of the promises of St. Bridget prayers is you don't have to go to purgatory and you've got the rank of at least a martyr in heaven, which is a mm -hmm. big rank, you know, martyr for the faith in heaven. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the other one is, is four generations go to, go, go to heaven. All four gener all your kids, yeah, grandkids, yeah. great grandkids, great, great, all four generations all go to heaven. And the other thing is, is you get three souls you can make holy, three souls of your choice. Yeah. No kidding. 
you can pick three people. I just did that for somebody today. This person had a sister who never would come when her mom was dying and all the other seven kids were there, but she would, she's mom, I just can't come. I don't want to come. You know, they were at odds, right? So I said, okay, start those St. Bridget prayers and yeah. make her one of the souls and you'll save her and your mother will help you and yeah. she'll be ecstatic for eternity and so will you because you did those St. Bridget yeah. prayers, okay? So that's, that's a very good devotion, but I have a lot of good devotion. I'll send them to you if you want. Mm -hmm. I'll send them to you. Okay, now, I mean, I'll yeah. email them to you. Yeah. You know what I say in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's about an hour, about an hour, not bad. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, of course, daily mass, you know, the rosary with the group, okay? Then I carry a rosary all the time, right? Yeah. Whenever I have a moment, you know, Our Father, yeah. Hail Mary, Rosary, Rosary, yeah. Rosary, Rosary. Try to say as many rosaries as you can. And how about like praying before the Blessed Sacrament? Is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I sort of do that sometimes, but I don't I don't make a, a separate trip to mm -hmm. it. You know, I mean, I yeah. don't I don't go for adoration right. as a separate trip unless right. it's you know praying the Rosary like where I pray the Rosary after Mass. It's mm -hmm. adoration, you know. Mm -hmm. All the time, it's perpetual yeah. adoration, yeah. and right after the mass, the priest, you know, yeah. we say all the prayers and we put the. Yeah. So that's, you know, twenty, thirty minutes or so, and we pray a really good rosary. But, and and returning from the war, I, you know, there was so much upheaval in the culture, and there was some, you know, terrible rhetoric towards our veterans and stuff, and in dealing with all that stuff and reintegrating in society and all that. Was the same principles? Gotcha. Same principle. Yeah. Daily Mass. Uh -huh. Daily Mass. The yeah. Rosary. Yeah. When I came back, I read the Bible four times in the first year. Mm -hmm. I knew that every word in the Bible was true, okay? Yeah. They gave us a Bible for six hours a dungeon. After three and a half years they, at Christmas, they gave each dungeon a Bible for six hours we each you know each dungeon we had we had made homemade ink by that time you know we used uh -huh. the toilet paper we caught we had two guys copy it one guy uh -huh. copied this page one guy copied this page we copied everything we could in six and coordinated between all seven dungeons so we had all that down and quickly immediately memorized because they immediately take all the stuff that you have you know they take yeah. anything they yeah. inspect every week and take all your all your paper you know paper mm -hmm. which is toilet paper yeah. hard rough toilet paper yeah. so we had homemade pens we'd made homemade ink yeah. so we'd write down a bible and we memorized them so you know we had we had those bible verses and we'd have guys tell us bible verses that they knew so i knew the bible you know was perfect because it was literally written by god there's no human being can write a book across a couple thousand years okay right. <laughs> with you know 150 authors i mean it's just ridiculous <laughs> to do it to think anything else so yeah. god wrote this book he doesn't make any mistakes. Yeah. That book is right. Yeah. And then you put that with the Catholic catechism yeah. and you got the truth. Yeah. And the whole thing that I really wanted out of prison camp was the truth. Yeah. You know, I was so sick of their stinking lies, yeah. you know, yeah. and I knew the Catholic faith had yeah. the truth. So, And you started praying to overcome the hatred. Did you get to a point where you would love and forgive your yeah absolutely after six yeah. months i'm literally praying for him to yeah. go to heaven and yeah. i meant it okay did you develop I had a great friendship? joy and peace for three and a yeah. half years in prison camp i'm praying for my enemies <laughs> you want to really be happy pray for anybody that ever hurt you and did you actually become friends with any of them or no you couldn't do that you yeah. couldn't talk to them yeah. you weren't you know you weren't allowed to speak yeah. any of their language they weren't yeah. you know, the interrogators are the only ones that ever spoke english to you but, Did any know. of them ever tell you about your witness or how no, you do that? No, no. no. Pretty, they yeah. would never do that. Yeah. They would never do that because they're in a communist, you know. System. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And uh, that's an incredible, 
Incredible story. Thank you for your witness. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. <laughs> pleasure talking with you, Father.